Good morning all and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, good morning Russell. Good morning, everyone. How are you, Russell? We're great. I'm good, thank you. I praise my God for that. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for a wonderful week gone by, for the restful weekend, and you give us this opportunity to come to your presence again, to be with you, to fill ourselves with your glory, with your love, with your mercy, and all the grace that comes from your heart that is unchangeable, that has loved us with an everlasting love. And as we step into a new day today and a new week ahead as well, Lord, we thank you for that peace, for that joy, for that love, for that mercy, for all the grace that you offer into us in situations where we feel out of our control, out of our limits. We feel unable to change circumstances. And we use that divine mechanism that you give us to involve you in that situation. The mechanism of prayer by which we are able to authorize you to take over and let your kingdom, your government, your law, your rules take over that part of our life. So that when we come under your government, when we come under your kingship, then we come under your protection then we come under your direction. And through your wisdom, you provide us a way ahead, Lord. We thank you for that. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with every grace that is available. And that same peace, joy, and all this grace and love that you pour into our hearts today, Lord. We want to share it with all those that are part of this prayer meeting, that are part of this praying family called by your name, O Holy Spirit. We share it with all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group, all those that are Christians and do not yet know you, and all those that do not want to know you. That every veil before their eye be torn down, so that the truth of your glory be revealed, the truth about themselves as well. And when your kingdom comes in their life, Lord, that truth sets them free. We ask for that quickening in their hearts today. In the name of Jesus. And as we make our prayer this morning, we call on your name. The name of our maker, our creator, our father, the great I am. The one who is the preserver of men. The one who dwells in the midst of his people and is mighty. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus the Lion of Judah, the rock upon which we build our faith and our Christian experience, the author and the finisher of our destiny and our, and our faith, the one who taught us to pray. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of truth, the spirit of life, the spirit of the living God, the one who reveals the deep and secret things, the mysteries of the Father to us, 
through which we are able to rise up to that life of abundance that Jesus came to give. The one who partners with us in that rising, that we become glory carriers, that we become the stewards that you've made of us when you first created us. That we fall in alignment with your will, your purposes. We live the culture of your kingdom, Father. That your kingdom come and your will is done in our lives. Just the way it is in heaven, in your kingdom. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with angels, with destiny helpers. You have blessed us with family, with friends. You have blessed us with every spiritual grace that we need. Every spiritual gift that we require to step out into a life of fulfillment in your kingdom. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the gift of prayer that we are able to pray, and communicate and connect with you, commune with you at all times. So that through that communion we receive from you, through that communion we build and strengthen our relationship with you. We are able to walk with you in the light and we are able to stay in that light to reach that realm of Galatians 2.20 where our life is modeled on Christ. It is no longer I, but everything that I think, speak or do and is in alignment with what he would have done. It is no longer I, but my Christ who lives in me. I thank you, Father. Today, as we get into our reflection, I'd like to take a quick look at stewardship in God's kingdom. When God created man, he made him steward over all creation on earth. So what is that stewardship then that he gave him? What was God's intention there? Today we reflect on the nature of that stewardship. What does it mean for our lives as Christians? A steward is a faithful manager tasked with protecting, managing, nurturing and expanding or growing that which is given to him by the owner to manage. And so it is with God's kingdom and a believer. It is about representing God's government and managing the kingdom resources that he makes available to us on earth for the growth of the kingdom. Stewardship is not limited to pastors, to priests, or church money, or church resources. Stewardship, as in church, when we talk about church, we're talking about the organization, the church that we might be part of. Stewardship is about everything that we as believers, individual believers, receive in our life. And how can it then be used to fulfill the will and the purposes of the king, the owner who has given that to us? And there are four related principles on this in connection with stewardship that I'd like to quickly go through here. The first one is ownership. And the important thing to remember is that a steward is a manner. He does not, sorry, a steward is a manager. He does not and should not think that he is the owner. 
He is the owner of that which is under his management. A good steward always remembers what Psalm 24 verse 1 says. The earth and everything in it, the fullness in it, belongs to the Lord. He always remembers this. C.S. Lewis in one of his quotes also said, if you devoted every moment of your whole life exclusively to God's service, you could not give him anything that was not in any sense his own already. There is nothing new we can give him. Everything is owned by God. We are only stewards or managers. The second one is responsibility. A good steward takes care of the gifts God has given him to manage. That is the time, the talents and the treasures that are put under his care in this life. He does not squander any of it away, nor keep it hidden. In Luke 12, Jesus says, be watchful when he spoke in the parables. In fact, I'll quote Luke 12, verse 42 to 43, where Jesus said, Who then is a faithful and wise manager, whom the master puts in charge of his servants? Now here he's talking about the servants, the people. And, and he saw, talks about putting the, putting the manager in charge. He's talking about the one on whom he confers ministry, which is every believer. Every believer in relation to the others, the unsaved ones. Who then is the faithful and wise manager whom the master puts in charge of his servants to give them food. To give them their food allowance at the proper time. That is, he's talking about blessing the people. And verse 43, he says, it will be good for that servant whom the master finds doing so, when he returns, that is, whom the master finds doing his job diligently when the master returns. The responsibility of a steward. Diligence. The third one is accountability. Everyone will have to give an account of what is given to them. In the parable of the talents, and that parable of the talents is directly related to stewardship of the talents given to people by the master, to, given to his servants. And it gives an account of the different ways in which three different servants with varying capacities used that talent. Or should we say managed it as stewards. Everyone would have to give an account of what is given to them. In that parable, it says the master gave each of these according, each of these were given talents according to their abilities while he was leaving. And then when he returned, he asked for an account of what they did with those talents. And then in the end, when you read on from verse 31 onwards, it talks about, Jesus talks about the son of man sitting in judgment to check the account of each one against what was allocated to them in this life. 
we are given an entire lifetime we are given talents we are given abilities and we are given treasures he asked for an account of everything given to us and how much of that was in alignment with the purposes and needs of the kingdom number 4 comes reward when the steward does his job well he is commended and rewarded god says to him well done my good and faithful servant now can enter my rest but to the other one that didn't do his job at all the one who was given one talent and buried it in the ground and in many areas in our own lives we are like that one that was given one talent we see god's glory coming through the benefits we receive and yet we want to keep it to ourselves hidden it buried and kept and then returned as is at the end of life that one was thrown into the outer darkness a reward according to the way the steward handled it just as seen in that parable and then jesus sums it all up in matthew 25 verse 29 onward verse 29 actually just the one verse where he says for to everyone who has and values his blessings and gifts from god and has used them wisely more will be given and he will be richly supplied so that he will have an abundance but from the one who does not have because he has ignored or disregarded his blessings and gifts from god even what he does have will be taken away from him as christians our job is to discern what is god's purpose for our lives what has he given to us in order to by way of resources in order to fulfill that purpose to understand what he wants us to do for his kingdom and then align with that purpose to be faithful stewards of the opportunities presented to us remembering that it is not only for our own personal abundance where we amass riches or keep certain gifts and talents to ourselves but it is for a greater common good of those he will assign to us as part of our lives as part of our ministry as part of the kingdom purposes and works to be fulfilled so it's not just physical stewardship but spiritual stewardship as well which involves an in gathering and an establishment of souls in the kingdom to bring more and more souls into the kingdom that's when we start to align and that's when we start to fulfill his kingdom come by doing his will on earth as it is done by the angels in his kingdom in heaven the important thing for us to remember here that is that salvation is not the end of that journey salvation is the beginning of that journey in the kingdom and so our salvation is not where it should stop but that is where 
it is time for us to start digging our purpose in life for the kingdom. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that we understand the nature of this stewardship that you have bestowed on us, that you are able to make every grace abound into us. You fill us with every spiritual gift from the heavenlies. You give us everything that we need by way of resources and tools, equipping us to carry out your kingdom works. You give us the presence of your Holy Spirit that goes with us as well, Lord, in that mission. Open our eyes and our hearts to see where your will for us is. And whether you have called us to be prophets, preachers, healing and deliverance ministers, or whether you have called us to be kingdom builders and finances. Open our eyes to see what that purpose for our life is. That we might align with your will, align with what your word says, and build our relationship with you to step out with you, sure-footed, wearing our armor, and carrying out the works for your glory, for your kingdom. We ask for that edification in our spirit this day, Lord. And as we pray for our spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs. With all those needs of our family, our prayer group, our friends, every request that has been mentioned on this prayer group as well. We pray in a special way for all those that are battling sickness and disease, those that are hospitalized this day, those that will undergo any kind of procedures. We pray for all embattled families that are facing separation or any kind of division, where the joy from their lives has been stolen through lies, through deceit, by introducing fear and doubt. We pray for all those that are yoked under any kind of stronghold, the bondage of slavery, either through thinking patterns, through doors that we have opened to the enemy, through habits that we have built under false knowledge, those that are yoked under limitations of busyness in their lives, non-productive busyness. Also those that are battling financial challenges, those that are struggling with their jobs, that are seeking a new opportunity, those that are still stuck in jobs that they hate so much and yet are yoked into it to continue working because it pays the bills. Father, we ask for your grace to pour into all of these lives. That every chain of limitation be broken. That we rise above a poverty mindset into a kingdom mindset. So that when we pray with that mindset, from that plane, recognizing our position and where we are, then Romans 8.28 gets activated. In every situation, when you step in, it turns out for our good. The good of all those who love you and whom you have called according to your purposes. Your kingdom has come into their lives, Lord. 
Let our eyes be open to see your truth. We pray also for our own personal needs and those of our families. In a special way for all those member of our, members of our family and friend circle that are not yet saved, that have not yet received their salvation. Let your kingdom come to them, Lord. Quicken them that they might call on your name and be delivered that they might not end up in shame. Father, I thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. When we release our faith and our prayer, making it our prayer of agreement with each other and with your Holy Spirit, then in accordance with the principles that you have given through your word, Matthew 18 verse 19, you will answer that prayer. We believe, Lord, in our hearts that everything that we release now in our place of prayer at this altar, we have received it in the spirit and this prayer is an answered prayer. And we know it shall be ours in accordance with your word, your will. I encourage all those that can pray in tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying, for the gift of tongues, to be able to pray in the Spirit, to release your faith in your tongue, ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer in the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Kurasaya <laughs> Scott Branda Lara Bambras Ricatoma <laughs> 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The scripture I've been given today is from Colossians 3, 17. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And the scriptures that have been put on my heart during our session of prayer now was from the book of Luke, chapter 4, verses 5 to 8, where it is written, And the devil, taking him up into a high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them. For that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will, I give it. If thou therefore will worship me, all shall be thine. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan. For it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him alone, and him only shalt thou serve. And it has been put on my heart that as part of our stewardship, it is important for us to discern the devil so that we are not becoming his stewards. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We also have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from Psalm 116, verses 1 and 2, where it says, I love the Lord, for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy because he turned his ear to me. I will call on him as long as I live. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The scripture that was put on my heart today is from Isaiah 44, verse 1 to 3. But now listen, Jacob, my servant, Israel, whom I have chosen. This is what the Lord says. He who made you, who formed you in the womb, and who will help you. 
Do not be afraid, Jacob, my servant, Jehurun, whom I have chosen, for I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you that you reveal to us the ways of your kingdom. And you coach us in stewardship and management of that kingdom through discernment and through revelation from your word. Thank you, Jesus. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his love for us, his jealous love, and it chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day. So that as we are blessed, let us go out and be a blessing to everyone around us. Carrying our testimony and his gospel shod firmly on our feet. For the glory of Jesus. Amen and amen, Lord. Be blessed, everyone. And have a wonderful day ahead. Thank, Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, everyone. God bless.